We know we should make an effort to understand what's important to each person. And yet, it's a little awkward to both ask and answer a question like, what are your top values? On this episode, three steps to discover what others really value through genuine and intentional conversation. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 616. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And this weekly show helps you discover leadership wisdom through insightful conversations. If you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know that I had a long and successful career with Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie influenced so much of my thinking, so many of my skills that I have had the privilege to work on and build over the years. And the work of Dale Carnegie, especially the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, so helpful to me in so many ways of discovering what's important to others, empathy, and really leaning in on helping make me more aware of what other people value. That's the focus of our conversation today. And I'm so glad to welcome the CEO of Dale Carnegie, Joe Hart. Joe began his career as a practicing attorney. And after taking the Dale Carnegie course, Joe reassessed his career path and his future, ultimately leaving the practice of law and going to work for a top real estate company, then founding an innovative e-learning company and serving as president of a health and wellness company. In 2015, Joe was named president and CEO of Dale Carnegie. The CEO forum group named Joe as one of 12 transformative leaders, giving him the Transformative CEO Leadership Award in the category of people. He is the host of a top global podcast, Take Command, a Dale Carnegie podcast, and he speaks around the world on topics such as leadership, resilience, and innovation. He is the author with Michael Crom of Take Command, Find Your Inner Strength, Build Enduring Relationships, and Live the Life You Want. Joe, what a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Dave. Great to be with you. I feel like I'm coming home, Joe. I really do in this conversation. There is no way I would be doing the work I do today if it hadn't been for my association with Dale Carnegie. I think about How to Win Friends and Influence People, the classic book from Carnegie, almost every day and how I can do a better job at it. And the line from Carnegie that always lands with me is try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. It's easy to say, but it's hard to do, isn't it? It sure is. And, and it's funny because, as you know, there there are 30 principles in how to win friends and influence people. And people will often ask me, maybe they've asked you this too, what's your favorite principle? And it's always hard to pick one, but this one that you've highlighted, I think everything ties into this one. Yeah, it really does come back to it. And it, it's interesting to me, like how many... How many of our disagreements, our frustrations in life and in business are from unclear expectations and also just not really understanding where another person is coming from? And part of what I hope in this conversation is we might illuminate the path a bit of understanding another person and understanding what it is they value. And that's something that I think we all want to do, but logistically, it's not the easiest thing to do, is it? It's not. So so many of us, we've got our own opinions, our own ways of, of seeing things. The world today is so polarized, and it just seems like a lot of times we're ready to jump in and explain what we think instead of 
sometimes trying to dig in deeper and understand what the other person thinks or why do you believe that or tell me more about that. And but sometimes we have to overcome ourselves in order to do that. Yeah, indeed. And the starting point for empathy is, and you talk about this in the book, is really getting into a place where you can understand a bit more and appreciate what another person values. And yet, I don't think any of us would ever walk up to someone in a professional context or maybe even in a personal context and to start a conversation with, well, what do you value? What are your values, right? I mean, we might have that conversation with someone we know really well, but like getting getting there is like helpful in some way, but it, it's not the easiest thing to do logistically. No, it's not. And it normally takes time to really get to know someone. I mean, certainly we have to earn someone's trust and, and, and gain their, their willingness to talk to us. But we know that our lives are, quality of our lives depend on our relationships. That depends on trust. But if we, over time, know how to ask questions and we listen intently and we are sincerely interested in the other person, then we can get to those value-based kinds of questions that you're talking about. I mean, it, it would be weird if, if you and I met at a cocktail party and someone just kind of, if I came out, just started to ask you those kinds of things. But maybe over the course of a conversation, or a couple of conversations, you know, we can get into things that, that are really get to the authentic part of the person. Yeah, indeed. And and that's really doable in a lot of conversations, even sometimes in a single conversation. And it's one of the reasons when I was reading the book, I zeroed in on something that Carnegie has taught for years. It's called the interview, not interview without the T, interview. And I'd love to walk through it with you too really look at like a couple of key steps that I think almost any of us can put into practice in order to understand a bit more about what someone else values. But before we get into the nitty-gritty of it, big picture, what what is an inner view and what's the purpose behind it? Yeah, let's even take a step back and I think you were touching on this 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 point of empathy goes to the appreciation and respect that we have for another person. We want to value another person, we want to listen, we want to give appreciation and so forth. But the, the interview is a, a way to talk to someone, and there's a series of, of different kinds of questions that, that we can ask that will help us really get to know someone at, at a really more personal level. And we, we might start kind of with some more superficial kind of questions to get to know people, but then there are ways that you can ask questions that really get into getting to know who, who Dave is, so to speak, getting to know who Joe is. So, and I'm happy to walk through it if you want to kind of talk about what is the interview and, and how does it work. Yeah, there's three big parts of it. And you alluded to it a moment ago and you outlined it in the book of kind of how to go through this process and there being a framework for the questions. And it starts with factual questions. What are factual questions and why start there? The factual questions, and again, we, we think about just even how people are, are thinking, particularly when you meet someone, you're assessing people may not be sure whether they should trust the other person or not. So we're making conversation. And so factual questions are ones that are really about just more information. So Dave, where'd you grow up? Or what do you like to do for fun? Or tell me about your work or what's your family like? I mean, those kinds of, of questions are, are kind of right down the center kinds of questions, just where you live, those types of things. So, so those are, are easy questions that people can use just to kind of get to know each other a little bit, to find some common ground. Oh, so you're you're from you grew up in in LA. I grew up in LA, or you you know whatever it might be. But but those kinds of questions allow kind of that initial rapport, that initial connection between people. I find this the hardest part 
of the three steps is the starting point because there's that if you don't have that connection with someone at all or or just you know them superficially i i always found it hard before carnegie even still a little bit today of like okay just what's the question i start with and i think like there's an element here of small talk and a lot of us like think about small talk and we're like oh i don't want to just like have conversation for the purpose of just having conversation about things that don't mean that much and yet i think there's a really powerful reason to do it. Why start here? Why not go to something with more depth at the beginning? Well, again, I mean, it goes to where you started with this this conversation, which is I could come in and, and start to ask you questions that are very deep questions, but your your natural human inclination is going to be, who are you and why should I be talking to you about these things that are deeply personal to me? I, you haven't earned my trust yet. So if we take a step back and we, we say to ourselves, relationships are important, right? I mean, the connections and the quality of the connections that we have with our, whether it's our family or our friends or our coworkers. Um, or people that we meet. I went to an event in New York. It was 400 people. I didn't know a soul in the room, but I I thought, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna meet some people and start to have conversations. And and frankly, some of those those factual kinds of of questions that you can ask in getting to know someone were were very. They create the opportunity to to go deeper. I, I had one conversation with a, a, a gentleman that was just absolutely fantastic. So just like you said a little while ago. In one conversation, we got to some of these value conversations, but or questions, but you, you have to start someplace. And this is someone who I I, I now would say I, I'm looking forward to getting to know better, a really uh, accomplished and terrific human being. And so sometimes you don't know what's going to happen when you go to an event like that, who you're going to meet, who might become a friend or a colleague or just someone you want to keep in touch with. How do you decide when you're going into a situation like that, you're interacting with people for the first time, which factual question to start with? So it's it's interesting you ask. One of the things that we teach in Dale Carnegie is something called the conversation stack, which is, you know, when you get to know someone, where do you start? I mean, like I said, you walk into a room, you don't know a single person, and it, it might be, so where, where are you from? That, that's usually a an, an easy one, or, or where do you live, or what brought you here today, or something like that. And you can go, I mean, there's a whole range of different places that you, you could go. You could tell me about your family, or what are some of your hobbies, or what do you do for work, or some, I mean, those kinds of questions that kind of enable a conversation to get to get going. But we, in Dale Carnegie, if you take a Dale Carnegie course, one of the first things we're teaching people is is how do you start to have a connection with someone? What are the kinds of things that you can ask? And you gain the confidence, because I think we, we've all experienced this intimidation factor. You go someplace, you don't know anyone. What do you do? Maybe you, you go to the bar or you, you talk to the bartender. You don't want to be standing there by yourself necessarily. So how do we get the confidence to interact with people? And and so we've got a process that we teach in our Dale Carnegie programs about how to do that. Yeah, it's it, that's what's helped me so much over the years is getting better at that. And one of the things I learned, well, two things I think that I learned on this specifically is a lot of other people are just as fearful of starting conversations as I was. And the other thing that I learned is if I just start with a question like, what brought you to this event? Or how do you know the event organizer? Or something like that that's just really factual. It would almost always like break the ice enough that once the conversation started, then it was like, it was golden after that. It, it, but it was just that first question of just starting somewhere and just having the courage to ask it. That would open the door 
for the opportunity to do more. Not necessarily that that person's going to become a best friend, but without that question, you never open the door in the first place. There's never the opportunity and the possibility of more. Well, that's exactly right. And and it's awkward potentially in the beginning when we're talking to someone, but but like you said, if you can break the ice, you know, and another thing we teach in Dale Carnegie is about letting the other person do a great deal of the talking. So we, we wanna we, we don't want to just come in and start talking about ourselves. I want to learn about you. I want to get to know you. And and certainly when you ask me questions, I'd be happy to share about me as well. But kind of honoring and respecting someone is 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 learning about them. And when sometimes all it takes is that first question, and then all, you're off to the races. Two people are talking and having a good conversation. Yeah, and if you do that genuinely, many people, not everyone, but many people are going to naturally ask about you at some point in the conversation, too. And then that's the opportunity to to go further on yourself. Okay, so you start with the factual questions. Maybe ask one or two. The invitation you make is to transition to a causative question. What's different about a causative question? Yeah, so we're, we're looking at a little bit more of the, the the why here. So, or tell me more about. So, I might say to you, Dave, why don't we do this right now, Dave? Dave, where did you grow up? I grew up mostly in the Chicago area suburbs. Oh my gosh, Chicago. Okay, so so and when I might go further into that and ask you about Chicago, but I might say in the causative question, how'd you like growing up there, Dave? It was great. My family, my extended family, is all in the Chicago area. The thing that I miss about the Midwest the most on a regular basis is the kindness and the just everyday friendliness and people reaching out and waving to you and the things like that that I don't see as much culturally in Southern California. And you really do, like when I go back to visit my family, I really do feel like home, even though I haven't lived there in over two decades now. No, that's, that's, that's incredible. And when, when you start to go, as you, I mean, you, you're starting to open up. You're starting to talk about what living in Chicago meant to you. So now we're, we're, we're starting to get toward things that are important, values, that friendliness, that, that just kind of ability for people to, to, to wave or say, oh, well, that's important to you. So it tells us a little bit more about you. And we would, I would expect, I mean, and, and this is where you and I are talking about this, like it's, there's kind of different types of questions, but it's not mechanical. We're, we're having a conversation, right? But, but that's kind of the second level of this is really just trying to ask about some of those causative things. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because once in a while, when I would, as when I was a Carnegie instructor, we, I would teach this model and sometimes someone would get really what's the word, transactional or interrogative about us? Like, okay, I need to ask my two factual questions and I need to go to ask my two causative questions. And I think that this works best when you've got a bit of a framework in your mind of like, where generally am I going? I'm going to ask maybe a, a starting question or two. And then I just follow the thread of the conversation and maybe I come back to a thought about, okay, I, I Maybe you should ask a causative question or, a, or, or a, a question I can't get just a simple yes or no to. But that if you're willing to just kind of follow where the person goes, like you just did with my example in Chicago, then it's a it's you're having a conversation. That's the whole point of this, right, is to have a conversation and learn about the other person. That's right. And, and even if we just take a step back to one of the questions you asked early on, when we think about relationships, so much of the quality of our lives and, and our happiness or unhappiness or our success or not success depends upon 
how well we interact with other people and how well we build trust with other people and how authentic we are and how well, I mean, these skills and the great news is all of these skills that we're talking about, these things are all things you can learn. I mean, certainly we teach them in Dale Carnegie. We talk about, about them in the Take Command book and Dale Carnegie, who's the, written this masterpiece book on how to win friends and influence people talks about that. So if we do these things, it's not mechanical. It's not, I'm going to ask these two causative questions or whatnot, but it's it, it, what it does is it equips us so that we can interact with other people more effectively. And one of the things that Dale Carnegie talked about is just, I mean, if we're going to look at it from a career standpoint, some of the most successful people are people who are very good at interacting with other people. They know how to work with other people as opposed to people who are difficult or critical or they just or, or challenging or whatever. So I think I'm glad you mentioned what you did about kind of the, the this this mechanical part as well. Yeah. And a big picture thing on that, they, they did this in my Dale Carnegie course when I took it 16, 17 years ago, is the instructor got up and said, hey, think about someone you know who you would consider to be a successful person. Not someone famous, not like someone you know, real in your life, and asked everyone to write down three or four qualities that that person had. And so we all did it and then invited us all to put it up on the board. And so we got this collection of like 50 or 60 different qualities. And when you looked at it, the distribution of the qualities, about 15 to 20% of them were like what I'd throw in the in the umbrella of like knowledge base, like technical skills. And then the other 80% were people skills, attitudes, behaviors, what you just said, Joe. And, and then I saw that exercise done, I don't know, hundreds of times over the years. And the distribution was always a little different. Like sometimes it was 80-20, sometimes it was 90-10, sometimes it was 75-25, but it was always the same result, big picture, in that when we actually think about people in our lives who are successful, it's it's not the people who know the most, for the most part. It's not the people who have the most degrees. It's the people who, yes, have those things, baseline, of course, and have the people skills to go along with it, which is one of the reasons this is so important of like being able to genuinely like have something you can do to engage someone and empathize and understand their values. No, I mean, that, that that's 100%. Often we emphasize technical skills. And like you said, they're important and they're almost table stakes, so to speak. I mean, there's something yeah. that we, we need to have. But what differentiates two different people, two different IT people, two different lawyers, two different doctors, two different whomever, often is that ability to interact with people, the ability to, to build trust, to be friendly, to be warm, to be able to influence, to, to be able to have impact. Those types of things, those those qualities, those skills are just absolutely so important. And to come back to our interview that the 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 goal here is like we're trying to progress our conversation. We're trying to earn permission to be able to understand more about a person to get perspective. And the distinction I really hear with the causative question beyond the factual question is, this isn't a question you can answer with a yes or no. This isn't a question that's a one-word answer. It's a question that invites a broader conversation that gets that person saying a bit more so you really can start to listen for what are some of the bigger picture things going on. Completely, completely agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's, that's exactly right. All right. So once you've maybe asked a causative question or two or three, 
the invitation is maybe to transition to a values-based question. What's different about a values-based question? Yeah, and I mean, these really get us to the heart of, of another person, because now we're talking about of beliefs, what someone believes, what they, what, what, what's important to them, what they would fight for, what they work for, those kinds of things. So, so those kinds of questions, and, and then, you know, sometimes these questions might connect to some of the other, other questions, but, you know, an example of a, a value-based question is, Dave, tell me about a person who had a major impact on your life. And you, you might go on and talk about a person and then it's like, well, help me. And what was it about that person and how they influence you? Or going back to, we were talking about where, where you grew up. It's like, you might say, gosh, Dave, what is it about you today that was most shaped by growing up in Chicago? Mm. Now you're going to tell me who you are. You're going to tell me something about, and it's like, and, and, and by the way, I'm curious about the answer. So, 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 so Dave, what was it about Chicago that, that really influenced you to be who you are today? Oh gosh. Um, the importance of relationships was instilled in me early on in our family and having close relationships. And the importance of taking good care of people. One of my really wonderful memories was getting to work for, I mean, my first job was at McDonald's, which was, I thought, really fun. Boy, did I learn a lot really quickly about the value of hard work because you don't stand around in a McDonald's restaurant for long without doing something. And, but I also learned, like, and I appreciated because I really enjoyed interacting with customers. And I found that curious because I was always like a very shy, quiet person as a kid. And it was one of the first times that I really had the chance to connect regularly with people. And I realized, like, Wow, this value of relationships and care about people and of some of that from my family, some of that from the culture, some of that just from the place I grew up in would come out in really fun ways. And I'm like, wow, this is actually a lot of fun. Now, there were parts of like working a part-time job in a fast food restaurant that were not fun, right? But the customer interaction part, I really loved. And I realized like, wow, I want to have a... I want to do things where I'm interacting with people. Yes, I'm an introverted person. Yes, I like my alone time, all those things. But that would never, I don't think I could ever be a writer and sit by myself in a room for 95% of the time. I I learned about myself, the value in serving people and connecting and having that experience. It was huge. Yeah, and it's just interesting hearing you and then having that perspective about how that shaped you. And then looking at your career, I mean, you spent... Years working at Dale Carnegie, helping bring out the best in other people. I mean, look at your journey right now. I mean, you've you've done hundreds of, of interviews. You couldn't do that as effectively as you do without really being interested in people. I mean, it's probably right. makes you a great interviewer. And, and so now it's just interesting to know that kind of that all went back to to where you grew up and and some of those early experiences. So. I mean, how cool is it? I mean, I, I'm enjoying just, I know this is a podcast interview. I'm enjoying getting to know you here, Dave. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm enjoying the conversation as well. And it's, I think it's really interesting too, like, because part of this, especially a values-based question is like, yes, what the person says is, literally says, is important. And for me, when I've asked these questions before and when I learned to do this a bit at Carnegie, one of the things I learned is also be listening for the bigger picture. 
And you just did that. You you connected back to like, okay, I heard this about you. I heard like the care for people and the connection. And then you connected it to like what I do today. And you never asked me, what do you value? Like, what's really like, what's your biggest value? Which I find even today, as much as I think about this, like that's kind of an awkward question even for me to answer because I'm like, well, what, what do I want to say? Like, what's the top value? But you got there so genuinely because of the values-based question. So part of this is like, I'm listening for the answer, but I'm also in the back of my mind, I'm listening as the person asking this for, what's the value that I hear in what this person's saying? What is it that they're saying that's really important to them big picture? And I'm thinking about a manager asking this, or a someone asking a customer this, or someone you meet for the first time. You get to really understand people so much better, so much more quickly. You, you do, and in a very authentic way, in a genuine way. And just a quick story, if I if I may, please. You know, I was in Northern England, and I had the chance to sit in a Dale Carnegie class, and they had talked. Each each participant was getting up and talking about an interview that they had conducted with someone at home or in in, in work. And and this gentleman stood up and he said, "I've worked in this." company for 15 years, I decided to do an interview. And I did my interview with so-and-so, a person he'd worked with for that entire time. And he said, you know, I couldn't believe how little I knew about this person until we started to have this conversation. And I can't believe now just even how, how much stronger I feel having this had this exchange, this interaction. So the, these when we can engage people and listen to people and learn about them in a, in a sincere and genuine way, um, it can create a connection. So then you'd say, what do you think their working relationship is going to be like moving forward? Do you think that they're going to be able to work together? This is a boss to someone who is reporting to him. Do you think that that person who reports to the, the participant says, gosh, so-and-so really, they care about me. They appreciate me. It, it starts to open up a whole new way of seeing things when we have stronger relationships with people, when we recognize that people want to know when they when they care, when they ask questions. Why do people leave jobs? Often it's because they don't feel appreciated. Why do people excel in jobs? Sometimes it's because someone really believed in them and took the time to understand them and to support them. And we can't we can't support someone that we really haven't spent the time to to, to know or to observe or to see their strengths and so forth. So I'm really excited that we're having this conversation, Dave, because it's such an important part of just so many aspects of our lives. One of the greatest privileges I've had in my career is being able to teach the Dale Carnegie course. And one thing that I remember happening several times in teaching the course over the years is a participant would come up to the front of the room at the end of the course, the last session, and they would several times heard versions of this over the years where someone would say, this has been a life-changing experience and it would never have happened with all the people in this room. And it's just incredible, like all the people's stories in this room and how how it was just like such a blessing that these people came together. And I would hear that. And we'd sometimes get in a conversation after someone said that, and we'd say, yes. And don't forget that that's true with every room and every group of people. There's the opportunity to really connect and to reach out and have empathy for someone you may have worked with for 15 years to the story you just told. Joe, and to actually connect for the first time 
and to really understand what it is they value. Because sometimes those relationships we've had for 10, 15, 20 years, like we take them for granted and we don't take the time to then step back and really think about the big picture and what really is important to another person. And all that to me is just an invitation for us all to do more of this, to be curious, to put that focus on the other person. And if we do that, like what great things come out of that? Great things come out of it. And it's interesting because like, I mean, we can use this at work. We can, I mean, this approach at work or with, I I had a conversation with with my mother the other day. My mother is fabulous. One of the people I I admire more than anyone I've ever met. She came to the United States as a young girl from Italy. She's an immigrant and really kind of forged a path for herself. But I was over visiting her and I just started to ask her questions about just her work and what it was like and when she got started, all the different things she did. And in really getting into some of the the, the factual questions, causative and value-based and stuff, but it was one of the best conversations we've ever had. Huh. And and I I can't believe it. I mean, I'm I'm 54. I've known my mother my entire life. I'm learning things about her that I I never knew. So to your point, you, you, we could work with people, we live with people, whatever. But when we take time to really understand them, and and it makes us feel good. I mean, I I left that conversation just feeling just so excited for having the chance to get to know my mother better. So th- this is an opportunity for us to strengthen our, our relationships at work, in our personal lives, in our communities, and we're happier as a result. I mean, I think it, it's, it's, a, it's the richness of life. Well, I've got two invitations for everyone listening. Well, maybe three. The first invitation is try this out. So we'll put some notes, a couple of the example questions in the episode notes. And what a what an opportunity to just try this out today. You can utilize it in the workplace. If you're listening on the weekend, try it with a friend or a family member. And see how it goes doing this for the first time if you've never done this i mean you might you might feel a little awkward at first but try it out see how it goes and i think you're going to find that you'll open up conversation that you haven't had secondly check out the book take command joe how to win friends and influence people was first published in 1936 it is my top recommendation for books for people to to read and some of the examples are older because of the age of the book the thing that i love about take command is it's the exact same principles from how to win friends and influence people but it is the modern version of it it's all the things we're seeing today in the news it's all of the struggles that we're seeing it's what's going on in the economy right now and of course the lens of covid and you and michael have really taken the timeless principles, but you've put them in the context that I think is really accessible. So I think you could pick up either book as a really great starting point for this. And if you do that, you're going to find something that's going to be really helpful. You can put into practice right away. And then the third invitation I'd make is if this is something that's of interest to you, take the Dale Carnegie course. It was life-changing for me. Joe, I think I'm speaking for you that it was such a life-changing experience for you too. And if you start there as a beginning point for building a foundation and operating system for working with people. What a wonderful place to start. If you're not sure where to start, the Dale Carnegie course is a great place to start. Yeah. Well, thank you for everything you just said, starting with what you just said about the Dale Carnegie course. It was a game changer for me. It changed my entire career trajectory. I was a lawyer and I ultimately decided to leave the practice of law and to go into business. And it it 
totally enabled me to interact with people in a far more positive and constructive way than I, I could before. And just like you said earlier, you think about how to win friends every day. I, I think about these principles every day as well. So and by the way, I'll just as, as, as a note mention, my wife, I've just taken the Dale Carnegie course. I have six children who are 16 to 24. They've all taken the Dale Carnegie course. It was a huge, it was a game changer for them in their teens. All my kids took it between 14 and 17. And it just equipped them to deal with college and life and some of those kinds of things really effectively. And then thank you also for your kind words about Take Command. When Michael and I embarked in writing this book, we looked at How to Win Friends and we said, this is an absolute masterpiece. We could never presume to, to write anything in, in the caliber of, of Dale Carnegie. What we can do is build on Dale Carnegie's wisdom and include stories from diverse people all over the world, young people, old people, people in literally countries all over the world, situations and topics that, that we all are really familiar with today. So my hope would be that, that if people have read How to Win Friends and Influence People, they're going to say, well, this, this is, this is a, a, an, an honorable, kind of building on that. But my hope is, and I know Michael's hope, my co-author is that whatever you do in connection with Dale Carnegie, whether it's any of these books or these programs, we want them to have a positive impact on people's lives. We we believe that people are capable of so much more than they often see. They lack the confidence. And, and any of these things are means of really helping unlock greatness that we all have inside of us and to live the lives that we want. Yeah, indeed. We're going to link up all of that in the episode notes for folks who want to track it down. Joe Hart is the co-author of Take Command, Find Your Inner Strength, Build Enduring Relationships, and Live the Life You Want. Joe, thanks for all you're doing for Carnegie and everyone. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Dave, and thanks for your great work. If this episode was helpful to you, several related episodes I'd recommend. One of them is episode 370, Three Steps to Great Career Conversations. Russ Lairway was my guest on that episode. We walked through his model of how to have an ongoing series of conversations with an employee about supporting them in their careers. A great follow-up to a conversation about values once you've discovered a bit more about what's important to them. A wonderful way to continue that conversation. Episode 370 to really go step-by-step through that process so you know exactly what's important to the other person and how you can support them in getting there. I'd also recommend episode 459, Discover Who You Are. Hortense Oljanti was my guest on that episode. And as we discussed in that conversation, she invited us to not only discover more about ourselves, but discover more about others through peripheral approaches. Sometimes we think about asking a question too directly, like, what do you value? What's important to you? a hard question for a lot of us to answer. Hortense in that conversation really invited us to think about how we may use analogy, storytelling, conversation to show up in some peripheral ways and listen well in order to connect genuinely. Episode 459, a great compliment to what we heard today from Joe. And then finally, I recommend episode 590, How to Genuinely Show Up for Others. Marshall Goldsmith was my guest on that episode. We talked about his concept of singular empathy, an important skill for almost every leader to be able to show up genuinely and intentionally with each person in all kinds of different situations, which of course happens all day long for most of us. One conversation may be joy-filled. Another conversation may be delivering bad news. Another conversation's in front of a large room of people. The next one, one-on-one, in that conversation on episode 590, Marshall and I talk about how do you show up genuinely in all those different kinds of conversations 
each day and to do that well. More on that on the coachingforleaders.com website. In fact, if you haven't already set up your free membership, I'm inviting you to do that at coachingforleaders.com. It's going to give you access to the entire library of episodes that I've aired since 2011, searchable by topic. So say, for example, you're looking for more resources on how to have a good conversation with someone else. That's one of the topic areas inside a free membership. Just go over to coachingforleaders.com. You'll see a place right there on the homepage to set up your free membership. That and many other benefits available to you to be able to get more. And maybe you want to uncover just a bit more inside of Coaching for Leaders Plus. Inside there, you'll find topic guides that highlight three or four past episodes that I think you should listen to on a specific topic with more direction from me on key points, reflection questions, and what experts I think are the best to listen to on specific situations. Uncover a lot more by going over to coachingforleaders.com slash plus. I'll be back with you this coming Monday for our next conversation with Carol Kaufman. Carol is joining me to discuss how to start taking on a big leadership role, something many of us have had the opportunity to do in the past and will again. If that's you, join me for that conversation next Monday with Carol. Have a great week.